the Bible. From America's colonial period to her rise to become the richest, most powerful nation in history, the ideas and values that guide us, protect us, and hold our society together flow from the pages of this book of books. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. Our founding documents affirm and build on the scriptural concepts of God-given, not state-granted rights, and of liberty under law. The biblical worldview shaped our work ethic, made education a priority, and birthed the notion of finite, limited government under divine authority. One nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. The Pilgrims, the Puritans, the Founding Fathers, and American leaders throughout our history have emphasized the Bible's importance to America. The first and almost the only book worthy of universal attention is the Bible. John Quincy Adams. But for the book, we cannot know right from wrong. All the things desirable to man are contained in it. Abraham Lincoln. The foundations of our society and our government rest so much on the teachings of the Bible that it would be difficult to support them if faith in these teachings would cease to be practically universal in our country. Calvin Coolidge. The Bible Live is your opportunity to listen to the Bible. A 15 to 20 minute reading every weeknight. The entire Bible every year. Now, here's the host of the Bible Live, your Apache Indian scout on this annual excursion through the Word, Soapy Dollar. Yes, indeed, here we are, thanking you for joining us, as always. I'm just slipping through here now, looking a little tiny bit ahead in our reading. Isaiah chapter 44, part of the way through the chapter 48. Uh, This is the night I recall, too, that Isaiah is going to speak to us about Cyrus. He is going to anticipate by almost 150 years before Cyrus is even born and, of course, begins his rule, he's going to predict this one named Cyrus who will rise to great power over the Medo-Persians. The Medo-Persians defeated the Babylonians, which was an incredible feat in and of itself. Everyone thought that Babylon could never be defeated, just as they had thought some hundred years or so before that Nineveh could never be destroyed, the great city of Nineveh, the capital of the Assyrians. When God decides to move and to act, and if a nation comes up for judgment and destruction or humbling, God can do it. And that's something, of course, we should remember as Americans in this time in which we live. The purpose of judgment, not just to stomp out anybody having fun and make everybody miserable. The idea is to save lives and save future generations by having the people of God come back to their moorings, back to their foundational truths. In this case of America, we're talking about the principles upon which we were founded as a nation. They came right out of this book that we read each and every weeknight. The acknowledgement of the true and living God and the commands and mandates and the principles of life that he gives us. Well, we're going to start up in Isaiah chapter 44 tonight. I'll give you a little heads up when we come to that. But right now, let's go to our reading from the Psalms and the Proverbs. We left off last night in Psalm 107, praising God and thanking God. Uh, It's written to celebrate the Jews' return from their exile in Babylon with great gratitude. The Bible Life, Psalm 107, 10 through 22. Some sat in darkness and deepest gloom, miserable prisoners in chains. They rebelled against the words of God, scorning the counsel of the Most High. That is why He broke them with hard labor. They fell, and no one helped them rise again. 
Lord, help, they cried in their trouble, and he saved them from their distress. He led them from the darkness and deepest gloom. He snapped their chains. Let them praise the Lord for his great love and for all his wonderful deeds to them. For he broke down their prison gates of bronze. He cut apart their bars of iron. Some were fools in their rebellion. They suffered for their sins. Their appetites were gone and death was near. Lord, help, they cried in their trouble. And he saved them from their distress. He spoke and they were healed. Snatched from the door of death. Let them praise the Lord for his great love and for all his wonderful deeds to them. Let them offer sacrifices of thanksgiving and sing joyfully about his glorious acts. End of reading Psalm 107, 10 through 22. You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Even in our darkest hours and our most difficult times, God is there surrounding us with his presence, his peace. That's what we long for. That's the promise. And I hope you're not going to be satisfied with anything less than that press on to the full experience of what God has for us. His peace, his power, his joy. Don't be satisfied with mediocrity in our marriages, in our families, in our experience of life, and insist on the very best. Well, that's part of what we're going to hear about in the book of Isaiah tonight. Now, when you hear the scriptures talking about Israel, don't think, oh, those are people that lived a long time ago and don't have anything to do with us. He's talking to you. Those of us who know Christ and submitted our lives to God, we are now Israel. And the promises and the principles that are pronounced in Scripture for Israel, they are about us. So let's listen carefully tonight to what Isaiah would say to the people of God, to spiritual Israel on the Bible life. Isaiah 44.1 through 48.11, Isaiah 44. But now listen to me, Jacob, my servant, Israel, my chosen one. The Lord who made you and helps you says, O Jacob, my servant, do not be afraid. O Israel, my chosen one, do not fear. For I will give you abundant water to quench your thirst and to moisten your parched field. And I will pour out my spirit and my blessings on your children. They will thrive like watered grass, like willows on the riverbank. Some will proudly claim, I belong to the Lord. Others will say, I am a descendant of Jacob. Some will write the Lord's name on their hands and will take the honored name of Israel as their own. This is what the Lord, Israel's King and Redeemer, the Lord Almighty, says, I am the first and the last. There is no other God. Who else can tell you what is going to happen in the days ahead? Let them tell you if they can and thus prove their power. Let them do as I have done since ancient times. Do not tremble. Do not be afraid. Have I not proclaimed from ages past what my purposes are for you? You are my witnesses. Is there any other God? No, there is no other rock, not one. How foolish are those who manufacture idols to be their gods. These highly valued objects are really worthless. They themselves are witnesses that this is so, for their idols neither see nor know. No wonder those who worship them are put to shame. Who but a fool would make his own God? 
an idol that cannot help him one bit. All who worship idols will stand before the Lord in shame, along with all these craftsmen, mere humans who claim they can make a god. Together they will stand in terror and shame. The blacksmith stands at his forge to make a sharp tool, pounding and shaping it with all his might. His work makes him hungry and thirsty, weak and faint. Then the woodcarver measures and marks out a block of wood, takes the tool and carves the figure of a man. Now he has a wonderful idol that cannot even move from where it is placed. He cuts down cedars. He selects the cypress and the oak. He plants the cedar in the forest to be nourished by the rain. And after his care, he uses part of the wood to make a fire to warm himself and bake his bread. Then, yes, it's true, he takes the rest of it and makes himself a god for people to worship. He makes an idol and bows down and praises it. He burns part of the tree to roast his meat and to keep himself warm. Then he takes what's left and makes his god, a carved idol. He falls down in front of it, worshiping and praying to it. Rescue me, he says. You are my God. You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Such stupidity and ignorance. Their eyes are closed and they cannot see. Their minds are shut and they cannot think. The person who made the idol never stops to reflect. Why, it's just a block of wood. I burned half of it for heat and used it to bake my bread and roast my meat. How can the rest of it be a god? Should I bow down to worship a chunk of wood? The poor deluded fool feeds on ashes. He is trusting something that can give him no help at all. Yet he cannot bring himself to ask, Is this thing, this idol that I am holding in my hand, a lie? Pay attention, O Israel, for you are my servant. I, the Lord, made you, and I will not forget to help you. I have swept away your sins like the morning mists. I have scattered your offenses like the clouds. Oh, return to me, for I have paid the price to set you free. Sing, O heavens, for the Lord has done this wondrous thing. Shout, O earth, break forth into song, O mountains and forests and every tree. For the Lord has redeemed Jacob and is glorified in Israel. The Lord your Redeemer and Creator says, I am the Lord who made all things. I alone stretched out the heavens. By myself I made the earth and everything in it. I am the one who exposes the false prophets as liars by causing events to happen that are contrary to their predictions. I cause wise people to give bad advice, thus proving them to be fools. But I carry out the predictions of my prophets. When they say Jerusalem will be saved and the towns of Judah will be lived in once again, it will be done. When I speak to the rivers and say, Be dry, they will be dry. When I say of Cyrus, He is my shepherd, He will certainly do as I say. He will command that Jerusalem be rebuilt and that the temple be restored. You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Isaiah 45 this is what the Lord says to Cyrus, his anointed one, whose right hand he will empower. Before him, mighty kings will be paralyzed with fear. Their fortress gates will be opened, never again to shut against him. This is what the Lord says. I will go before you, Cyrus, and level the mountains. I will smash down gates of bronze and cut through bars of iron. And I will give you treasures hidden in the darkness, secret riches. 
I will do this so you may know that I am the Lord, the God of Israel, the one who calls you by name. And why have I called you for this work? It is for the sake of Jacob, my servant, Israel, my chosen one. I called you by name when you did not know me. I am the Lord. There is no other God. I have prepared you even though you do not know me. So all the world from east to west will know there is no other God. I am the Lord, and there is no other. I am the one who creates the light and makes the darkness. I am the one who sends good times and bad times. I, the Lord, am the one who does these things. Open up, O heavens, and pour out your righteousness. Let the earth open wide so salvation and righteousness can sprout up together. I, the Lord, created them. Destruction is certain for those who argue with their Creator. Does a clay pot ever argue with its maker? Does the clay dispute with the one who shapes it, saying, Stop! You are doing it wrong! Does the pot exclaim, How clumsy can you be? How terrible it would be if a newborn baby said to its father and mother, Why was I born? Why did you make me this way? This is what the Lord, the Creator and Holy One of Israel, says. Do you question what I do? Do you give me orders about the work of my hands? I am the one who made the earth and created people to live on it. With my hands I stretched out the heavens. All the millions of stars are at my command. I will raise up Cyrus to fulfill my righteous purpose, and I will guide all his actions. He will restore my city and free my captive people, and not for a reward. I, the Lord Almighty, have spoken. You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. This is what the Lord says. The Egyptians, Ethiopians, and Sabaeans will be subject to you. They will come to you with all their merchandise, and it will all be yours. They will follow you as prisoners in chains. They will fall to their knees in front of you and say, God is with you, and he is the only God. Truly, O God of Israel, our Savior, you work in strange and mysterious ways. All who make idols will be humiliated and disgraced, but the Lord will save the people of Israel with eternal salvation. They will never again be humiliated and disgraced throughout everlasting ages. For the Lord is God, and He created the heavens and earth and put everything in place. He made the world to be lived in, not to be a place of empty chaos. I am the Lord, He says, and there is no other. I publicly proclaim bold promises. I do not whisper obscurities in some dark corner so no one can understand what I mean. And I did not tell the people of Israel to ask me for something I did not plan to give. I, the Lord, speak only what is true and right. Gather together and come, you fugitives from surrounding nations. What fools they are who carry around their wooden idols and pray to gods that cannot save. Consult together, argue your case, and state your proofs that idol worship pays. Who made these things known long ago? What idol ever told you they would happen? Was it not I, the Lord? For there is no other God but me, a just God and a Savior. No, not one. Let all the world look to me for salvation, for I am God and there is no other. I have sworn by my own name, and I will never go back on my word. 
Every knee will bow to me, and every tongue will confess allegiance to my name. The people will declare, The Lord is the source of all my righteousness and strength. And all who were angry with him will come to him and be ashamed. In the Lord all the generations of Israel will be justified, and in him they will boast. You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Isaiah 46 The idols of Babylon, Baal and Nabal, are being hauled away on ox carts. But look, the beasts are staggering under the weight. Both the idols and the ones carrying them are bowed down. The gods cannot protect the people, and the people cannot protect the gods. They go off into captivity together. Listen to me, all you who are left in Israel. I created you and have cared for you since before you were born. I will be your God throughout your lifetime, until your hair is white with age. I made you and I will care for you. I will carry you along and save you. To whom will you compare me? Who is my equal? Some people pour out their silver and gold and hire a craftsman to make a god from it. Then they bow down and worship it. They carry it around on their shoulders, and when they set it down, it stays there. It cannot even move. And when someone prays to it, there is no answer. It has no power to get anyone out of trouble. Do not forget this, you guilty ones, and do not forget the things I have done throughout history. For I am God, I alone. I am God and there is no one else like me. Only I can tell you what is going to happen even before it happens. Everything I plan will come to pass, for I do whatever I wish. I will call a swift bird of prey from the east, a leader from a distant land who will come and do my bidding. I have said I would do it, and I will. Listen to me, you stubborn, evil people, for I am ready to set things right, not in the distant future, but right now. I am ready to save Jerusalem and give my glory to Israel. Isaiah 47 Come, Babylon, unconquered one, sit in the dust. For your days of glory, pomp, and honor have ended. O daughter of Babylonia, never again will you be the lovely princess, tender and delicate. Take heavy millstones and grind the corn. Remove your veil and strip off your robe. Expose yourself to public view. You will be naked and burdened with shame. I will take vengeance against you and will not negotiate. Our Redeemer, whose name is the Lord Almighty, is the Holy One of Israel. O daughter of Babylonia, sit now in darkness and silence. Never again will you be known as the Queen of Kingdoms. For I was angry with my chosen people and began their punishment by letting them fall into your hands. But you, Babylon, showed them no mercy. You have forced even the elderly to carry heavy burdens. You thought, I will reign forever as Queen of the world. You did not care at all about my people or think about the consequences of your actions. You are a pleasure-crazy kingdom, living at ease and feeling secure, bragging as if you were the greatest in the world. You say, I'm self-sufficient and not accountable to anyone. I will never be a widow or lose my children. Well, those two things will come upon you in a moment, widowhood and the loss of your children. Yes, these calamities will come upon you despite all your witchcraft and magic. You felt secure in all your wickedness. No one sees me, you said. Your wisdom and knowledge have caused you to turn away from me and claim I am self-sufficient and not accountable to anyone. 
so disaster will overtake you suddenly, and you won't be able to charm it away. Calamity will fall upon you, and you won't be able to buy your way out. A catastrophe will arise so fast that you won't know what hits you. Call out the demon hordes you have worshipped all these years. Ask them to help you strike terror into the hearts of people once again. You have more than enough advisors, astrologers, and stargazers. Let them stand up and save you from what the future holds. But they are as useless as dried grass burning in a fire. They cannot even save themselves. You will get no help from them at all. Their hearth is not a place to sit for warmth. And all your friends, those with whom you have done business since childhood, will slip away and disappear, unable to help. You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Isaiah 48. Listen to me, O family of Jacob, who are called by the name of Israel and born into the family of Judah. Listen, you who take oaths in the name of the Lord and call on the God of Israel. You don't follow through on any of your promises, even though you call yourselves the holy city and talk about depending on the God of Israel, whose name is the Lord Almighty. Time and again I warned you about what was going to happen in the future. Then suddenly I took action, and all my predictions came true. I know how stubborn and obstinate you are. Your necks are as unbending as iron. You are as hard-headed as bronze. That is why I told you ahead of time what I was going to do. That way you could never say my idol did it. My wooden image and metal god commanded it to happen. You have heard my predictions and seen them fulfilled, but you refuse to admit it. Now I will tell you new things I have not mentioned before, secrets you have not yet heard. They are brand new, not things from the past. So you cannot say we knew that all the time. Yes, I will tell you of things that are entirely new, for I know so well what traitors you are. You have been rebels from your earliest childhood, rotten through and through. Yet for my own sake and for the honor of my name, I will hold back my anger and not wipe you out. I have refined you, but not in the way silver is refined. Rather, I have refined you in the furnace of suffering. I will rescue you for my sake, yes, for my own sake. That way the pagan nations will not be able to claim that their gods have conquered me. I will not let them have my glory. End of reading Isaiah 44.1 through 48.11 This is the Bible Live. Thou shalt not go away. Fresh rain on my soul tonight. I hope that you feel the same way. There were so very many interesting segments of here, both to our minds and our spirits. Tonight there has been a, a good segment here about idolatry, making fun of the emptiness, the shallowness, the foolishness of making something and then bowing down to it and calling it our God. Isaiah is so very expressive here. Who but a fool would make his own God, an idol that cannot help him one bit? We think of idols as statues of wood or stone, but in reality, an idol is anything natural of this world only that is given sacred value and power. If your answer to any of the following questions is anything or anyone other than God, you just might be an idolater. Who created me? In whom do I ultimately trust? To whom do I look for ultimate truth? To whom do I look for security in my life? 
And finally, who is in charge of my future? Now, it's not your employer, your Social Security check, your pension fund. That is a good idolatry test for us tonight. Very, very important in light of this passage. I have to mention the fact that Cyrus is mentioned here. He predicts that Cyrus would rise up. The fall of Jerusalem, this is 100 years out. The temple being rebuilt, that was 200 years out in the future. Babylon would fall 150 years out. Before Babylon even had become a world power, Isaiah is telling us it's going to become a world power and be conquered. Jackie and I have had the most stimulating conversation here in the studio about this passage tonight, particularly what Isaiah tells us about idolatry. There's a lot of idolatry among us as believers. We keep trying to reduce God to manageable, controllable content. There's pressure to do that. We want to really experience God. We want to know Him. We want it to be real, something that is real in this world, that it makes a difference in our finances. It makes a difference in our character. It makes a difference in our lives, that we want to see God working. But at the same time, we want to know that God is further and higher and greater than we would ever manage Him. We can't contain Him and have God in a box, which is the essence of idolatry, isn't it? See you next time. The Bible Live with Sophie Dollar. Sophie reads from the New Living Translation by Tyndale House Publishers. The Bible Live is dedicated to helping promote spiritual revival across America. And your financial support is needed. Please mail your tax-deductible gift to The Bible Live, Post Office Box 18888. That's The Bible Live, P.O. Box 18888, San Antonio, Texas, 78218. You may also make credit card donations at the ministry website, thebiblelive.com. Now don't forget, join us each weekday for The Bible Live with Sophie Dollar. Start today and in one year's time, we will read and respond together to the entire Bible. Let the most important word you hear each day be God's word.